This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a sensitive topic, specifically suicide, which I know can be very distressing. So if you need resources or support, or if you know somebody who may need this support, there is a suicide and crisis hotline within the U.S., and all you have to do is call 988 or text 988. If you are not in the United States and you are struggling or need some support, please don't hesitate to Google suicide or crisis lifeline or hotline in your country and see what resources are available. Please reach out if you do need support and let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I have with me a current college student, Maddie. I am super excited to have her on. Um, So we're going to just go ahead and get started with uh, Maddie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're at in your college journey? Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so I am currently a junior at CU Boulder. Um, I actually would be a senior, but I took a gap year during COVID, and I definitely feel very relieved that I'm not going to graduate next semester because I I feel like that would be coming up really soon but um yeah I'm in the business school so I have a major in business management with an emphasis in entrepreneurship and I don't currently have a minor I'm just kind of taking a lot of funky like philosophy and psychology classes so I'm really enjoying that but I've gotten really involved with the entrepreneurship community on campus and it's been really cool and I've gotten a ton of really awesome opportunities through that and yeah, I'm, I'm just having a good, I'm having a good time. It's cool. And I'm planning on studying abroad next fall. So I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. Oh gosh. Already so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I brought Maddie on um, because we actually met at an entrepreneurship event um, a few months ago. Well, I, I actually saw you pitch. I don't think I actually met you. Um, and then I <laughs> saw you again some other time and we have, uh, you stayed in touch and I, I really wanted to have Maddie on the podcast because she is working on this incredible movement. And I really wanted to make sure that other students um, across the world really hear about this movement. So Maddie, why don't you tell us a little bit about No So November? Yeah, No So November is the movement slash organization I created. Um, it started in 2020 during my gap year, actually. So it, it kind of fell into place because I didn't have many plans during that gap year and then ended up just starting this and spending like every day working on it. So it it definitely was meant to be, but um, it's basically an organization where we strive to educate young people on the harms of social media and specifically how that social media's business model can harm mental health and be addictive. And then we challenge people to take a month long detox from social media platforms for the month of November in order to really prioritize their healthy coping mechanisms and their relationships and their self-esteem and just all that good stuff. So we go around um, to schools across the country and we show this this short film that I created featuring myself and the the director of The Social Dilemma. And we are both just kind of talking about 
how social media is designed to be manipulative, designed to be addictive, and um, give some statistics and some real world experiences of how that can be impactful on mental health in a negative way. And then we talk about how people can participate in the No Social Media November Challenge. And there's two ways of participating. So the all-in approach is just like all-in, fully deleting all social media. And then the half-in approach is for people who need to use Instagram or, or some app for business or for school. So they can still use that app for that purpose and then delete all of their social media in the process and try not to like scroll or use the app that they're keeping for any other reason. Um, so it's it's really flexible. We just, we want people to be mindful of the way they use their technology and the way it impacts their life. So it's not all about just like social media is bad, deleted. It's like, how can we build a healthy relationship with the platforms and not let them kind of take over our life, take over our time. So it's been such a cool journey. And so many students have just fell in love with the feeling of not having social media. And it's it's just been really cool. So I'm super excited. This is the third year. And it's going really well this year. So lots of schools are participating. Lots of students are participating. So it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, that is so amazing. And I just love it because you are still so young and you are so passionate about what you're doing and you're making it happen. Like now you're not waiting until after college. You're like, <laughs> this is something that I'm, you know, I really care about and that you're making it happen and you're using your college resources and the people that you're meeting around you to make it happen. Right. To make right. it better, to like, almost like launch it. Right. Um, right. It's just so cool to see. Um, so how did this come about? Like, how did you get, how did you actually get this started? Thank you. Yeah, I was, so like I said, it was during my gap year and, um, 2020 was rough for definitely for everyone. I lost five friends in 2020 alone, most of them being to suicide. And this was an issue that had been happening through my whole um, life through high school, starting like freshman year of high school up until um, 2021, like people had just been passing away and it was really difficult. And, and I feel like my community was just like, how is this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? What can we do about this? Like the schools aren't really doing much about it. So I, after one of my closest friends committed suicide in August of 2020, I just had this like really, really deep pain inside me, but also it, it kind of lit a fire inside me and it really, it made me feel like I just, I needed to do something. I was like, either I can just sit here and like wallow in this pain or like proactively try and actually help this situation because it's so bad and like nothing's changing. And I was like, I feel like if anything, like students have a, a voice, students have a way of getting to adults and, and a way of expressing how we feel in numbers in order for something to hopefully change top down. So I created a petition towards my old high school district. Um, I, I The goal of it was not necessarily like fight against them, but to be like, here's the amount of students that agree that this suicide stuff is getting out of hand. And we don't feel like the schools are doing enough to help prevent it or support kids after it happens. So like I proposed three different mental health resources and it was insane within um, three days we got, I think it was like 23,000 signatures. Forgive me if that's wrong, but um, it just, it went insane in the first like few days, just, it was all over social media and, and everyone was like, like, we've been wanting this since high school started, like something needed to be said. Thank you for doing this. So it felt really good to like, kind of have, I had my communities back, you know? And so 
once that happened, I started working with my old uh, high school district and we started just, I just started coming up with all these ideas, like of all these mental, mental health resources that we could implement together. And a lot of them stuck. A lot of them, um, we worked pretty in depth in, and it, it was awesome. It was just such a cool experience to come up with like, like suicide prevention resources, suicide postvention resources, like general things like spreading kindness around campus, like just, just every aspect of how we could potentially help these kids mental health. And it was, it was really cool for, for me. And then I ended up watching the social dilemma, the Netflix documentary, um, right around the time I was working with them. And that just like clicked, like that was that for me, it just felt like, okay, this is the next step. Cause that documentary dove into the topic of mental health and how social media is specifically could be contributing to the suicide crisis we're experiencing right now. And it felt like almost this aha moment, like maybe this is why my generation, my grade, my peers have been struggling so bad. Like social media is something we all have in common. We were all exposed to these platforms in middle school and we've all been addicted to them since then. And I was like, well, that seems to be a common denominator. And I think that could be like a contributing factor and part of the reason why I've lost so many of my friends. And so, yeah, that was just like a natural next step. And I, I don't really remember coming up with no. So I was like, let's just take a break. Like those of November, whatever. And I created a video for my high school district. And then it kind of just took off from there. Kids loved it. And it made me so happy, like to get their emails. They're like, this changed my life. My mental health is so much better. And it made me so happy. Um, so then I got, I signed up for the social dilemma newsletter and they sent me this grant opportunity. Um, basically like, do you have a digital well-being like resource that you're trying to create? If so, pitch it and you could win like um, a grant and mentorship and all this cool stuff. And I literally just like out of fun wanted to see if I could even like apply to this and see if I could condense what I'm doing into like paragraphs. Uh, so I ended up applying and winning that grant. And that's really where it started. Like ever since then, I've just got like I won the grant and I, I've had a ton of insane experiences and opportunities and just been able to really spread this around the globe. And it's just been one of the best experiences I've had. And I definitely feel like the people who've passed away have kind of divinely guided me in order to do this and make it work and make it so successful because it just, it all fell into place so effortlessly and it's just been really cool. So yeah, sorry for the long story, but I think it's important to kind of show the roots of this because that's really where I get all my passion from. And it was just such a cool experience and, and super full circle working with the director of the social dilemma now too. It's, it's just been incredible. Oh my gosh. So much there. Um, you know, first off, just like, I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to kind of go through that right. In order for this to happen. Um, it's like, there's, there's like so much, um, like hopelessness, you know, in the world, because this is happening, um, more than it, way more, way more than it, it has in the past and way more than it should. And I, I, I love that you're able to do something positive. I think, you know, so many of us see like a lot of shit, right. In the world, um, or we experience something, you know, really intensely, really closely. It's really close to us. Um, and we all have these, you know, things that are happening around us that we see. And a lot of times we just don't feel like we can change it. And so, like you were saying, it's like such a big problem that what can I do? And we feel this like hopelessness and, and we don't really have hope that it can change because 
you just see it's, it's so rampant, so big. And then it's obviously impacting you in a way that it can be really hard to get out of that. Right. To, um, so I just, you know, I'm like, I can't imagine like what you have gone through and what you're even still going through. Cause it really hasn't been that long ago, Yeah. Um, but I just love that you're really just trying to make a positive change. So I just, you know, wanted to acknowledge that and like, thank, thank you so you. much for sharing your story. Cause it's, it is really powerful and, um, you're just such an amazing human. Thank you. You're so Um, sweet. (laughs) So I I just also wanted to just like pull this out because I think so many students, unfortunately, I think a lot of, a lot more students, um, and a lot more people, you know, than we talk about or see, like have experienced something like this. Right. Um, especially like a suicide specifically. Mm, Um, and, or, and, and even other things as well, but like specifically this, I think, again, you can just feel like there's nothing that you can do, but what I want to just pull out of your story and, and especially for students listening to this, who, you know, feel like connected to it, like, oh my gosh, you know, I've had this or another experience like this happen to me, but I don't feel like I can do anything about it. But what I love about your story is that you really just started small. You looked at your community, yeah. you, you, you know, you looked at your local school district and you were like, okay, well maybe I'll just start a petition. Right. And it's like, you could have gotten 300 students on that list. Right. And right. it's would have been powerful 300 people, right. Who are behind your cause. Like that's a big deal, but you got like multiple thousands. Right. But you wouldn't yeah. have known that unless you just put it out there and tried. Right. Um, and then it just confirms for you. Right. Of like, Oh, I think I'm onto something here. This, it, it isn't just me that's experienced. Yeah. It's a lot of other people, you know, in this world. Right. Um, and that's the beauty of social media too, is where you can actually connect with people, right. That exactly are yeah. across the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. And then I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the harms of social media. So if a student's listening to this and even kind of considering, you know, maybe joining this movement, um, maybe participating in no, so November, um, whenever you say the harms of social media, you've kind of talked about like some obvious ones, like, but what do you see kind of like, um, kind of the, like an everyday student, like how are they experiencing social media and what do you think is, um, harmful, like specifically? Totally. That's a great question. And I love answering it. Cause there's, I could give you 20 answers to that question. Like there's so many documented harms that it's, it's honestly really sad. Like how many, really intense hard things there are that go along with having social media accounts because when you sign up it just it seems so harmless it seems like it's just I'm gonna see what my friends are doing you know but it's turned into something so much greater than that um I think one of the biggest concerns I have is the way that it, it is addictively designed I mean you can go around the street anywhere and ask anyone like are you addicted to TikTok and they will like self-profess and be like yes I literally cannot stop scrolling on TikTok I sit in my bed for hours and hours and hours. I cannot get off of it. Like, it's so addictive, but I love the content, right? I hear that every single day from so many people and they admit it and they they acknowledge it, but they still do it because it's so ingrained in their psychology to be addicted to this because it's designed to be addicted. The Because social media is designed to be addictive. And so I think it's just sad. I, I didn't realize before I watched The Social Dilemma that they were purposely trying to take my time and attention and that they were profiting off of me. Like I was not aware that I was the product being bought and sold and my attention was being sold to advertisers. And that just made me feel almost like used and like dirty. Like I didn't feel like anyone let me know like, Hey, we're selling 
your data. We're, we're like selling you to advertisers and trying to keep you like hooked on our platform. We're trying to show you as many ads as possible. We're trying to get you to spend as much time as possible on these apps. And like, I wish I could get all that time back. Like I can't even imagine how many years of my life I've spent on social media. Like I, I would probably say years, like in high school, I would spend like seven hours a day on Instagram and, and people would be like, it was really normal among my peers, but like my parents would even acknowledge, they'd be like, Maddie, you're spending so much time on this. Like you seem really addicted to it. You should take a break. And I was like, no, it's fine. Everyone does it. Like, it's just, it's just a really cool app. Like that's just how it is. But I wasn't aware that that was their goal. Like social media companies, their goal is to just suck your life out of you and, and make you just sit on your phone all day. And that just makes me sad. Cause what kind of reality is that? Like, why is that the end? And, and that's the end goal because of money. This is the most profitable business model of any company that's ever really been created, you know? So it's the attention for, for profit model, in my opinion, is just very manipulative. And I think more people need to be aware of that. And that's another big um, part of NOSO's mission is not just to have people log off, but just to educate them. Like I think high school students deserve to understand how that works and understand like oh, that's why I'm so addicted to social media because I wish I knew that in high school, you know? So I think it's super important for that. Um, the other thing that obviously really concerns me is the mental health concerns. Um, when it comes to body dysmorphia, depression, anxiety, isolation, loneliness, and so many other things, they've documented, even the social media companies have internally proven that their platforms can cause and create these things and also make them worse. And so... I find that also to be really scary that they, these social media companies will acknowledge that and understand that they're doing that to today's youth, but continue to use this business model because it makes them the most money. It's like they're placing profits over people consistently. And um, I've seen this in my community. I've seen this with pretty much everyone I meet. People feel very isolated and left out of a lot of situations on social media they see their friends highlight reels and they're comparing their boring lives to everyone's highlights and they feel like their their lives suck they suck they're not pretty enough their bodies aren't good enough because everyone they're seeing is just this perfect eurocentric beauty standard and it's just really sad and and then like they amplify sad content as well if that's what keeps you on screen so if instagram knows that something makes you sad and you're going to spend more time looking at it. If they give it to you, they will give it to you. And they know that that's happening. And so with depressed people, they can be recommended really sad stuff and things that do not help them get out of their depression. And I've been a victim of that. I've been a victim of using my, my phone and social media as almost a pacifier when I'm having a really hard time. And then I get recommended this really sad stuff, like sad quotes, sad pictures, things that just make you feel bad about yourself. And I think that all of these things culminate into an effect that our country, our society is already struggling a lot with mental health and social media is just another thing that's kind of fueling that, adding fire to it and making it worse for people and even creating mental health issues and people who didn't previously struggle. So definitely, I think the addiction and the mental health are my two biggest concerns when it comes to social media. Yeah, it's, oh my gosh, it's so true. Um, and I'll just tell a little bit about my own kind of relationship with social media when yeah. it first started and then kind of how it's transitioned over time. Um, so I was of the era where I didn't have social media in high school and I'm so grateful for that now. Um, 
because Facebook came out when I was in college, like that first year. And so I was kind of like the experimenter, right. <laughs> of like, and it's so interesting because, um, what I remember is that my, my college actually emailed me and was like, Hey, you should join Facebook. Um, so I, I did, you know, no big right. deal. Um, and it was, it was amazing at first because you would meet somebody in class or you would meet somebody in, you know, somewhere out and then, uh, you'd be able to connect with them. Right. Without, without kind of having that awkward, like, Hey, can I get your phone number? <laughs> you know? Um, and so it was, it was really great. Um, but then obviously it turned into something so different. Right. And then I remember when Instagram came out, I just was like, Oh, I don't really want to join this. I was pretty hesitant at first, but not because of anything that you've talked about. It was more right. like, I just don't want to join something else. Right. And then I did. And started following all these women who were doing bodybuilding. And at the time I was learning how to do strength training and I really enjoy strength training. Um, and I was learning more. And so I would follow women who were teaching how to do it or posting workouts. And it was really helpful at first. It was like, Oh, these are, there's other women out there who strength train and they're giving yeah. me tips and tricks. Um, but then it got to the point where, I was following them and started feeling bad about my body. Right. And bad about right. myself, which I already had some of those tendencies, but then it just right. simplified um, in that space. Uh, so just, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it got into a place that it wasn't good for me anymore. And I probably stayed on longer than I should have uh, because totally. of that. <laughs> but I think, you know, you mentioned this really earlier on around mindfulness and being mindful about our social media, uh, content and, uh, consumption. And I just think that that's so key, but, but when you're in it, it's really hard to do it. Like just yeah. to be mindful of it and be like, I'm just going to like take some time or like be on it less. I use air quotes, yeah, um, but it's just like not that easy. Right. And then kind of transitioning to now, um, you know, I, I started the podcast four years ago and I was like, Oh gosh, I have to be active on social media. I have to post all everything, you know, all the mm -hmm. time on Instagram. And it, got to where I just like, I just didn't want to anymore. And I stopped really using Facebook and Instagram and, um, everything except for LinkedIn now. Um, so I have right. this podcast, but I don't really market it to anybody, right. Because yeah. I don't want to be on those platforms. Um, just personally, I just don't get anything from them anymore. Um, anytime I do it, I just feel like shit really. Um, so right now I'm on LinkedIn and I love LinkedIn for now, but it's already starting to get to where there's a lot of advertisements where I'm like, who is this person? I don't yeah. want to like, you know, like, so somebody, right. one of my friends liked their posts. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so it's like just getting, and then it's like that or an advertisement, like every other thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for this. I don't want to do this, but I like to stay connected to people who I meet, you know, around the world. That's, it's amazing. Right to do that. So it's just really trying to find that balance, but I, I'd love to hear your relationship with social media, you know, right now. Um, and this is before November, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing. It's always interesting hearing people's perspectives. Cause I think we all tend to have similar experiences, but also different ones. Cause I, I didn't ex experience that in the same way you did, but I can tell that it also had negative effects on you. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing really pivotal for me to realize you can use social media in a different way than you used to use it. Cause like I said, I would just sit on Instagram, scroll for hours, hours, hours. And I would watch all the discover pages on Snapchat. I would watch everyone's story. And those were the behaviors that first of all, that have been documented to cause the most harm. Um, Cause it's the most addictive features, but also like the ones that I personally just felt 
sucked me in the most and took my all of my time so once I realized you can like keep some apps and kind of try to pivot the way you use them was definitely a game changer for me because obviously after November's up like you redownload some of the apps right and so I consciously made the decision to get rid of apps that just did not serve me and just I didn't even use that much anyway or I didn't feel much inclination to keep or I didn't have any specific communication requirements on that app. Like I didn't talk to people on there very often. So apps for me like that were Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So I completely deleted my Facebook account. Cause I was like, I don't use that anyway. Facebook's I don't want that. And then Twitter, I used to use a ton when I was like younger because I'd follow famous people and tweet them like a hundred times a day and scroll all day. But, but I just kind of stopped using it for that purpose. So Deleted the app of Twitter. This was all in 2020 after No So November, the first one. Um, and then I deleted the Instagram app as well because I felt, like I said, that was the most toxic for me and that was the one I spent the most time on. So I decided to consciously just keep Snapchat because that truly was one of my ways of communicating with a lot of people that I was friends with. And it was also a very nostalgic way for me to look back on my memories and to store photos um, somewhere that I didn't have to save all of them in my camera roll. So I decided I would like to keep Snapchat, but it does have those similar features and I find myself addicted to those. So I, I decided to kind of vow to myself. I only want to use Snapchat for communication purposes and for taking photos. I do not want to scroll on the discover feed and watch all these weird satisfying videos and random things that just take up my time. And I want to also avoid, for the most part, watching people's stories, unless they're my close friends, um, so that I would stop comparing myself. I would stop watching other people's lives for hours a day. Um, so after making those conscious decisions, I feel so much better. Um, I spend way less time on social media and it feels great. It's just hard because their business model is to get around you trying to do that, though. Like they, you, ha- you don't have the control in these situations. So even when you make some of these changes, it can still be really hard because they're using your psychology to try to get you to click on something. So it's like, it can be really hard. And like, I still find myself sometimes like I'll sit on my phone and watch the Snapchat stories for like hours. Like I still do that sometimes, but I try really hard not to. Um, But yeah, like I said, you just, you're kind of powerless in those situations. So it sucks. Like I tried um, hiding every Snapchat story off of my feed. And then the next day they just popped right back up. And I was like, I have no control over this. Like it kind of sucked, but, but so far definitely deleting Instagram has been the best for me. Um, I, I go check it on my browser once a week to see if anyone DM'd me. Cause sometimes people reach out through there. But other than that, I pretty much try to like completely avoid it unless I really want to post something. I think I've posted like seven times in the last like three years. So it's, it's been good. I mean, I feel a lot better and there's a ton of like tips and tricks also like turn off notifications, set time limits for yourself on your settings, just avoid scrolling apps. Like there's a lot of different ways. And there's um on, our, on my website, there's a um, center for humane technology tip list of how you can build a better relationship with your phone. So uh, there's a lot of ways that you can really modify your relationship with social media. And I think after taking a detox, that's so crucial because you don't want to just hop right back in. You know, you don't, you don't just want to like hop right back into your addiction and and let them kind of suck you back in. Cause after a detox, you feel very refreshed and you feel almost like you don't even want to 
just hop back in. You don't want to just get back in your old habits. You want to spend like maybe an hour or less a day on, on Instagram or on Snapchat or TikTok. So it's, yeah, it's important. It's very important to try to build a healthy relationship. I, I want to talk a little bit about the flow of this. So once you, once you like um, make the decision of like, yeah, I'm going to commit to this. Like, I think it's like what I've noticed with students who I've talked to who've done this, um, uh, like even if it's just for a week or two weeks um, or um, they, they did it for a month, but for a, a school project, which was really interesting. Um, but they, the first week after they stopped, they felt like they were missing out. Like there was a lot of FOMO, but then, but then like week two, they felt better. And then week three, they felt even better. And it, and it just kind of <laughs> goes up from there. So yeah. is that kind of like what you've heard as well? Or like, what, what does that kind of flow? Like, what can people expect if they are, you know, you know, addicted, um, right. You like want to take a detox. Totally. I mean, I compare it to quitting nicotine. I think it's this, it's similar to any addiction. And the first week is always the hardest for anything, for quitting anything. Um, and I think, I mean, the feedback I've gotten is the first few days are tough because they have those impulses. Like I hear people say they go, they go to where the app used to be and they mindlessly click it like all day, which is crazy. Cause we're like wired to like go there, but the app's not there anymore. Um, it just, it takes some getting used to some adjusting. Cause obviously you're spending every day doing something and then you automatically, or you all of a sudden take that out of your life, out of your realm. And it's, you have to build new habits around that, you know, but I have just heard that. Yeah. The first few days are hard. Some people feel like they're missing out, but like you said, over time, it starts getting to the point where they feel like they feel way better that they're not just seeing what everyone's doing and they don't feel left out because they're just living their own lives and they have nothing really to compare it to. They have no curated person or post or story to compare what their experience is. So they, they just feel like they're living more authentically and they're connecting more authentically with the people around them. I think one of the biggest concerns people tend to have when deleting social media is like, oh my gosh, my social life's going to go to crap. Like, I'm not going to have anyone to talk to, blah, blah, blah. But I've found personally, and for a lot of participants that the reverse is true, you actually start to build more authentic relationships with people. You spend more time talking on the phone with them, texting them. And it's, it's less like those ways of communicating are so much less shallow than Snapchatting a picture of your face to someone you barely know. So I've found that that people feel like they also find their true friends. Cause it's like all those 70 people you have a Snapchat streak with, like most of them don't want to actually text you or talk to you or have like a deep conversation with you. They just kind of, it's just a really shallow interaction. So I think people also find like who their real friends are, who the people in their lives that really matter to them that they want to invest time in. So that's a really cool aspect that I've also personally definitely felt Um, but yeah, after the first week, people fall in love with it. They just feel like they feel like a parasite got removed from their body. They feel free. They feel like they're not being manipulated anymore. They feel like they have so much more time. It's just, it's amazing. And, you know, I've had a sprinkle of people who feel like they socially really did miss out a lot and it negatively impacted them because they were, they felt lonely or, um, really bored all the time. And then that's a, there's always a flip side. There's always a negative experience for sure. But for the most part, I think just giving it a shot is just, it's worth it. And even if 
even if you give it a shot for a few weeks, a week or two, and you don't feel like it fits you, that's totally fine. I think it's just monitoring how you experience these apps and how it feels to not have them. You know, it's different for everyone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much good here. Um, I think, um, I wanted to also go back into, uh, what you were saying. Well, well, actually no, first let's, let's stay here. So with this topic, um, you know, I think what you'll notice too, is especially if you're taking classes in person, you'll sit down, go to sit down, right. Like in class and you'll look around and everybody is on their phone and it's totally, and even if it's not social media, right? Like you could technically, I guess, get on your phone, right? And like look at the news or something. But still, like it's um it would just pay attention and observe and take it in and, and see what your peers are doing, you know, people that you are close with and then people that you um, you know, just are uh meeting for the first time or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, I can remember a specific time when I didn't have a, a smartphone yet. And um, this is gosh dating me, but it's fine. But like my friend was like on it all the time. And I'm like hanging out with her and I'm like, I just like stopped talking to her because she wasn't paying attention to me, you know, like yeah. she literally just like face on the screen. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm like right here. Should I go <laughs> home? Like, you know, like I don't yeah. know here anymore. Um, and it makes you feel weird. It makes you feel insecure, but that's yeah. actually not, it's like actually just like you're tr- trying to be present. Right. And be in the moment. Um, and so I think like observe and also like embrace that awkwardness because social interactions are freaking awkward. Like I'm really great at them. I've learned, I've learned skills, um, to start conversations. I feel comfortable being a little bit awkward now. Um, but still I was at a conference. So like, I've, I've been doing this for a long time and built like building relationships with people, like meeting new people. I did it for my job for a while. Like, like I know how to do it well, but I still went to a conference recently and I'm like, I don't know anybody here. And it looks like there's different groups and people are already all, all having their conversations. And I'm like having this inner dialogue of shit. <laughs> Who do I go talk to? Oh my God. I feel so awkward. I'm sitting, I'm standing here alone, like looking, you know, scanning the room, like, like, do other people see me that I'm being awkward, you know, just like this internal right. dialogue and like, that's okay. And you know what? I made eye contact with somebody eventually. And I introduced myself. Hey, I'm Alicia. What's your name? Right. And it went from there. And some conversations were really great. And then some conversations were awkward and we talked for a minute or so, and then we went separate ways and it was fine. So I just want to like, push you to really challenge yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, meet some new people and try to build either some new relationships or to maybe try to go deeper in some of your existing ones. Like that's so important, but I know that it's really hard right now. Totally. I think also like once your phone becomes kind of unappealing, once you delete the things that make you go on your phone every second, you get awakened to the real world. It's insane. Like I had so many social interactions, like you're saying, where my phone wasn't really interesting to me because I had no social media. I didn't really feel driven to look at it. So I'd be so much more present in those physical situations with other people. And yeah, you'd notice, first of all, everyone around me is on their phone. Second of all, like you could catch people who aren't on their phone and like 
kind of have that real life moment with them and have those small conversations that really make your day better. You know, I mean, it's just like talking to the barista at the coffee shop, like smiling at the person you're walking past, talking to that teacher, like talking to that kid in your class. It makes you more, I think, I think it makes you more inclined to look around you and authentically connect with those around you when you're not being sucked into something that distracts you. And it's, it's beautiful. Like I've had some of the best conversations during November because I'm just actively looking around and, and finding people to talk to. And it's amazing. And yeah, some of it's awkward, you know, but that's okay. Like, that's just how it is. And it's in the end, it's always worth it. You know, it's always worth going out of your comfort zone a little bit. So I really like that you said that. That's awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, so I want to just see if you had any other stories, like if you can think of one story that you heard that somebody shared of, of really the positive impact that students um, or people had whenever they did participate in NOSO November. I know you kind of alluded to some, but like, do you have a specific story that stands out? I do actually. I recently got kind of a testimonial from a girl who participated in 2020 so that I could put it in my short film because I thought it, I think it's important for other students to hear how it's impactful and how someone else experienced the challenge. Um, so her testimony was incredible. She was one of the first participants in 2020 when this first started in Littleton. And then she's done it every year since. But she was basically explaining that after deleting social media, she literally word for word, she felt so much happier within the first week of not having it. And then she said it massively improved her anxiety and and her insecurity. Um, She said she would wake up and the first thing she would do every single morning is scroll through Instagram and she'd get very anxious if she didn't get to the very bottom, if she didn't see every post. And so she would wake up early before school to do that, make sure she saw every single post um, and she would constantly compare herself to these people and kind of like you said, she already struggled with some body image. She struggled with insecurity and she's, she knew that this just made it worse. And she said like the first week of no, so she just realized how incredible she felt and that she wasn't feeling those same feelings of insecurity. And she found other ways to build herself up and wasn't looking at these people. Wasn't, wasn't comparing herself to these people. And it was insanely impactful for her. Um, she actually is one of the people who decided to permanently delete a lot of her social wow. media, Instagram being one of them. And that's always such a huge win. I think a lot of people go into the challenge being skeptical and then they come out on the other side. Like, I am so over it. Like, I do not want to have social media. I'm deleting it for good. Like, I have had so many people do that. And it's insane. It's like such a drastic change from going from spending six hours a day to just not having it at all because they just they realize how much their life is back for them and how much better they feel. So that, that was really cool. And she's, she said, no, so November absolutely changed her life. It changed her entire world. Um, if you want to hear her actually talk about this, um, her testimonial is a voice memo on my short film that I created on my website. It's really, it's really cool to hear. I think that's one of the biggest things that drives me is hearing feedback from students and how it impacted them. So yeah, she, definitely sticks in my mind for someone who it really positively impacted. Ah, so good. Um, well, let's actually move into that. Um, how can students get involved with no, so November? And I want to talk about it from like just choosing to participate all the way into, is there ways like larger or bigger ways that students can get involved? 
A hundred percent. Yeah. So the the first tier is obviously just participating. Like if anyone feels inclined to delete social media, feels like it doesn't necessarily positively impact them, consider joining the challenge. It's really it's life changing. And even if you don't join it this year, maybe throughout the year, just be more mindful of how how social media impacts you. And if it's in a positive way, then that's great. But I think when when we feel those, oh, this doesn't feel good. Ooh, spending all this time doesn't feel good for me. And taking some action on that can be very powerful. So if anyone wants to join the challenge, you can just go to nososovember.org and click join the challenge. Basically, you just put your email in and your name and it'll send it to me. Um, and we get a running tally of how many people are participating. And then um, I send a newsletter throughout the month. I send little emails of um, words of encouragement, words of advice, um, check-ins. We're doing weekly check-in meetings where everyone across the country is participating can come join and share their experiences. We're doing an art competition. There's lots of really cool stuff. So um, yeah, if you head to the website and sign up, you can do the all-in approach, the half-in approach, or you can just opt in to receive the newsletter if you just want to hear more about it. Um, And then, yeah, on the other hand of things, uh, we're always looking to work with more schools. So obviously it's getting November's very close, but uh, if you want to bring NOSO to your school, we work with a lot of schools. We work with middle schools, high schools, and colleges. So if you're interested, there's a school inquiry form on my website as well when you click join challenge and we can get in touch with, um, with you, talk about a game plan. Um, there's a lot of different ways we can work with schools, but if, if you feel like that's something that you would like to help with and, and bring to your school, no matter where you live. We, we always love working with new schools and, and partnering up with them. So that's always an option as well. And then just in general, I mean, if anyone wants to be like an ambassador, like um, we have no so shirts that we can spread around. We have posters, people just spread the word, you know, that's an option. We also, I mean, we're actively looking for more team members and for more people to help like design the website, design emails, um, do school outreach, marketing, you know, all, all that good stuff. So there's a ton of opportunities. I mean, I think if if anyone feels passionate about this and would like to help in any way, you can totally just shoot me an email or just fill out the form on my website and in the message section, just be like, hey, I want to help with this. I want to do this. Um, I'm super open to really communicating with anyone, working on anything with anyone. So there's a ton of really cool ways to get involved. But I hope um, I hope we get some people participating from this podcast. I think that'd be really cool to have um have you guys joined the no so november community it's it's a great place to be for sure yeah and like i think one thing i'll add to that is that i just feel like um it, it's just really great to go through experience an experience like this with other people right because you you can for sure like you're like okay i'm not alone in this right um and it's just it's so cool to see how, how it's grown too of like how you just started this in in 2020 is like a I'm going to just try this out. And now it's, you know, it's at several schools. And, you know, if you're a student listening to this and this is something that you really care about, um, you know, unfortunately people in decision-making power, especially in the government, and then also your parents, um, are likely did not experience anything like this ever before. So as much as they care about you and they, they probably are like, yeah, you're on it too much. Right. But they don't really know the extent of the impact that it has. And unfortunately it's up to you, right. To figure it out. Like, how does it impact me? And I think this is a great way to do that. Um, 
again, because like, like, I don't know if you saw this, um, Maddie, but I remember the government talking about Facebook and they just like, didn't even know how they got paid, you know, how does Facebook, right. right. And it's like, right. Oh, okay. They are very disconnected from this is number one, how, just how it works, but they definitely don't understand the addiction. And then the impact that it has on humans, um, even though there has been some research come out. So I just, yeah, I just feel like they're, unfortunately, you know, you have to lead it because you have experienced it, you know, and you understand the impact, the negative impacts that it has. And so it's, you're building awareness and and making such positive change in the world. So I hope that it gives, yeah. um, if anything from this podcast, I hope as students listening to this, that you, uh, you know, experience some hope of like, okay, this makes sense, right? Like you have experienced something really, really awful and are doing something to try and make change. So other students and other people don't have to, you know, go through that. So, um, I don't know. You're just, you're just amazing. And I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast and just have you as a human in, in our, in our world. So, Oh, you're so sweet, Alicia. Thank you so much. I feel the same way about you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, anything else that you want to share, um, any other ways that people should connect with you? Um, I just want students to know that they have more power than they think they do. If they feel, if they feel like they need, they, they want to change something they want, they want real change in this society. It always feels like the, the adults make all the decisions and we're powerless, but at the end of the day, you really do have more power than you think. And like Alicia touched on earlier, it can start small. If it's meant to grow, it's going to grow, you know, and I never anticipated like the slightest bit, any of this happening with no, so, but I'm so grateful that it did. And your impact can spread among so many people and you have more power than you think. Like our voices are very strong and our voices are very important. And if you want to change something, you have the power to do so. I just want everyone to know that there's so many resources for that. That's what I realized as well, especially if you go to college, like there's so many people to support you programs and events and just things you can go to just, just go to things that interest you. You know, there's so many support resources so I just hope that um I just hope that people feel like even if they're not in necessarily a position of power that that you still have a lot of power with your voice and that's I think that's the final thing I want but yeah just connect with me on my website nosonovember.org um would love for you all to join but yeah that's pretty much it awesome thank you so much Maddie we appreciate you so much thank you it's so great to be here Thanks so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to learn more, and if you want to join the movement, it doesn't matter if it's in the middle of November or even past November. If you want to join this movement, make sure that you head over to the No So November website and I will get that to you in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.